Otis Bones. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Jess. And I'm Ellen. And I'm Red. And I'm Jazz. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the dehydrated DIYer. So, guys, <laughs> how is everyone? What's everyone been up to? Someone else go. Red. Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I go? I vote Kaylee. Kaylee. No. Kaylee. Let's go, yeah. Ellen. Let's go, Ellen. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, I just uploaded my first uh, full fly video. Woohoo! Yeah. Knitting a hat for Jane. And so cunning. <laughs> cunning hat. Now it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun making that video, just thinking of the story and, and all those things. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was perfect. And you, awesome. like, whoever goes next has huge boots to fill <laughs> after those first two videos. Boots. Boots. <laughs> Well, that's how I felt after I saw uh, Brett's. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to step this up a notch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. No, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited that everyone's stepping up. I mean, you guys already yeah. did an amazing job on the intro, so. But let's, uh, yeah, what about Red? Red put another video out today as well. Uh, yeah, I put a um, screen printing press uh, build video with... Um, slightly different music that I use for my other build video. Uh, yeah. Spanish-ish video uh, <laughs> music. I'm get I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I will go gonna get uh, I'm gonna get a lot of comments about the music. I w- it worked, I liked it. I liked yeah it. that's yeah. what I thought when I chose it, but yeah, you know, uh, trolls. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I like the, I like the music and it's summer and it's quite dynamic and it changed a little bit. So I thought it could could be nice and it worked for me. But uh, yeah, we'll see the the response of the viewers. And uh, the, the 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 video is the actually the first part of a two part um, series about screen printing. So this one was for for the uh, press. Uh, it was a press build, and, and next one will be the the screening, uh, no, screen printing uh, video itself. So how to uh, screen print shirts and, and stuff. So yeah, nice. nice. I, th- I think the idea of uh, the emulsion process and how you actually expose an image and do your screen setup is something that not enough people have put online for like a homemade maker or somebody that wants to make their own stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how you do that. Yeah. Thanks. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing it as well, because for Christmas I accidentally only bought half of a kit for Steve for his Christmas present. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the bits that I am missing. <laughs> yeah. You try and have a go. Yeah. You'll probably find the, the next week's video interesting because you don't have to expose the kit the screen actually to the light it's a different process and and it's much easier i think so nice. yeah we'll see awesome. that'll be good that'll awesome. be really good nice what about al 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 has been um <laughs> i've been working my balls off as usual um i've had a load of late nights this week we've got some big um, deadlines at work but Went down really well. I had some good presentations, so I'm in a I'm in a positive mood about it all. 
Um, I, did, I did have some time to um, to edit the Call Me Al video. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Which was fantastic. <laughs> I watched it about ten times. <laughs> Me too. Oh, that's where those ten views came from. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Really boosting the analytics. We've got a total of eleven, and I'm pretty sure the other one was me. Hey, I watched it twice. <laughs> I so watched like it even... at least five times. It was so good. <laughs> I think, I think, just kudos to Brett for keeping the kind of the deadpan Paul Simon face for the entire video while I'm just dicking around. Jess had never seen the actual original video, so I was. She doesn't need to now because uh, right, she's seen the exact copy of it. <laughs> we we watched it, and I remember just kind of going, "Oh, have you seen the original?" She's like, "No." And I'm like, "Well, I'm glad you're still enjoying dying. this because the whole point." <laughs> Is the reference? I but. was dying so hard. <laughs> it was amazing. And I do. I have to admit, Al, a, a couple of times I remember going, "Oh, the edit didn't quite sync up because it's like I carry the drum across the back, yeah, but yeah. then I show up again in but the back honestly, shot." It just looks nope. like you're lost. It's so much more fun that it way. Is. It was actually de- it was actually deliberate because like there was because we did like four takes, and the ones where it did sync up, it just. It was, <laughs> I just thought it'd be way funnier if I cut back to the opposite one. Well done. Well done. Uh, I love it. I love it. It was really fun. And I, to be honest, as much as we kind of talked about it uh, over the last couple of months because you've been so busy, I, I honestly kind of put it on a back burner myself mentally. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot we did that thing that took us four hours that afternoon. <laughs> this is what happens when you get a couple of weirdos together and go, right. What should we film? Build video? No. How about we recreate a Paul Simon music video? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Do you by any chance have a cream sports jacket? Well, of course I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Of course I do. <laughs> what about a saxophone, a guitar, a toy trumpet, <laughs> the and toy a fife? Was amazing. <laughs> it lights up. Last broken was, was nice too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a kind of a nice uh, little mini victory for me. So I, I kind of really enjoyed putting it up. And if none of you know what we're talking about, it's like what video are you talking about? Um, it's on the Patreon for Fills with Tools. It's on that page. Yeah. So become a Patreon out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Uh, what about you two, uh, Brett and Jess? So I realised that you couldn't see where I was pointing then. Brett. <laughs> How about Jet? That works better. Ooh, Jet. Ooh, nice. We sound like a really awesome 80s band. The sexiest of all the gladiators. (laughs) We really are. Anyways, we've been baking in the heat, and that's basically it. Yeah, we've been prepping a lot, because the plan was to come out here and film, you know, getting the axe out here to help feed into the, to Jess's Fool Fly video. And what better place for me to be able to shoot some stuff than out in the middle of the desert where it absolutely looks like parts of, you know, the TV show. Looks like a terraformed planet. It really, it looks, (laughs) this is such an alien place and it's so hot and just gross and ridiculous. And the people that exist out here are very, very interesting folk. Lizard people. They are lizard people. (laughs) But I did a lot of prep work, uh... I had never done any kind of planning for leather work or, or any kind of uh, templating for fabric work. And I, I don't know, took it as a little bit of a challenge yesterday to 
mock something up for the holster. Um, and then I put it out on my Patreon as like a, this template doesn't exist. Uh, I saw some really sketched out version of it online that was kind of close, but uh, as, a, as a little bit of an additive, since I'm not putting a video out this week, I figured I could at least give back by, I don't know, if anybody else wants to take a crack at making a gun holster or any little leather pouches, I, I think I sorted out all the pre-production on it. So that was pretty fun, but now I actually have to start executing it and not screw up the expensive piece of leather that I bought at Tandy yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to start on the Reaver Sword, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. something so different for my channel. <laughs> Today, we're going to make a Reaver Sword. <laughs> um. I do want it to have the exact same style of voiceover where it's like, Today, we're making a bag bag. Today we're making a reaver sword. Yeah, I'm going back and forth right now on whether I want to do any sort of voiceover at all. Like, I think I want to start it out as if it's going to be a regular, like, I just build, but then just kind of, like, veer into something crazy. Veer it? <laughs> we, ah! <laughs> we have ideas, but yeah, so I, I have been really, really trying so hard to make the river dress and recreate the boots and boots. I say boots every time I attempt to sew I just gain more and more respect for people like Ellen who <laughs> do it and make it look good that's <laughs> yeah, because I, you only see the video <laughs> yeah, there's a reason why I'm not releasing a video on the dress <laughs> or I, sh I should say the second dress because I made I had to make a second one <laughs> it came out so bad the first time <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be interesting. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be grinding some metal in uh, hundred plus degree weather. And we're gonna be doing some welding. And welding, that is true. Which Jess has never had anything close to that on her channel, so that should be super fun. Awesome. I'm very excited. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what Steve and Jazz have been up to. I have been working loads as usual but i also got two projects finished that i've been trying to do for like the last six months also which was the two pet phone cases which in my head was going to be a really simple quick project to come up with but then because he just supplied me with two photos and all the first attempts i've done i tried to do it too photo realistic and then thought this is just never gonna happen <laughs> so I decided to try and put a bit of a spin yeah on the photos that he'd given me and well just, yeah. just to go a little <laughs> further into that to explain, one of the uh, cats was um, a tabby, so you could kind of put some texture in um, for like the 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 patterning on it. Um, but the other one was just a black cat. And it was, there's no <laughs> way that you can put texture in on that. It's just a, a blob. Um, and the dog was a Vimarana, so it had no like fluffy bits or anything like that. It just looked a bit odd. Yeah. So I spent. A good five months trying to draw them up yeah. as they looked and then thought, nah. Stylize this a little but bit. He seemed to be quite happy with the results. I'm just glad that's over and done and delivered. And now I can move on to trying to plan my first video, which is terrifying. <laughs> so, yeah, I might just spend the rest of my evening using Brett's template and doing a gun holster and getting the video out for him. <laughs> <laughs> that is my new, <laughs> well, my new not, not to... Uh, 
not to rain on your parade, but if you're anything like your significant other, he likes to tell me not to put a video out before he does it first. So <laughs> <laughs> the race is on. It's on. That's already happened four times. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been working on, Steve? Besides being uh, insanely busy. And moaning. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know. I'm a bit wiped out from work. You made an extra. It's been a long. You did make that. Sorry, I I have to unplug my headphones every time I talk. Otherwise, I hear myself in my head a second and a half later, and it's really, really off-putting. Perfect. Um, Yeah, I've been completely wiped out from work, so my head's a bit in work mode at the moment. Uh, I got to do a little bit of building last week, um, finished off a couple of extra little bits, um, started some more blanks for the uh, the cake knife that I made. Um, that, uh, the video went down really, really well, um, and I've had a few people already ask me if I can make them a similar version of it, so I've, um, I've just done a few blanks of that, um, which I'll finish at some point. Um, started to do a lot more prep work for the uh, the knife board which I'm actually building over at the other workshop now because I just don't have the room in mine uh, and then Thursday before I went back into work I um, I decided it would be a really good idea to go uh, to the other workshop and, and do some forging in ridiculously hot weather <laughs> um, so yeah uh, me, Alex and Joe uh, talked about the um, shape of axe drifts and the best way to make it and all this um, over lunch and uh, and I was like right well I'm, I'm going to crack on I'm going to make an axe drift you guys um, you guys finish up what you're doing because they both had like a ridiculous workload to get through in the next few days um, and I literally put my uh, stock in the uh, in the forge to start heating up and Joe came over and was like, I'm just going to put this one in as well, and I'm just going to do it whilst I'm doing the other thing. And then as soon as Alex saw that we were both actually working on it, Alex just came over and just put another one in as well. Um, so yeah, we made three uh, axe drifts, and we were all kind of going for the same sort of design at first, and then ended up with three completely different drifts nice. um, that all look like they're going to be really good, just for slightly different applications. Um, as there was no... God, as Sorry. there was no traditional uh, Joe Iron for scale, I'd, <laughs> how big were those drifts? I couldn't really tell from the picture. Um, what, sort, what sort of size axe heads are they for? My one's for like a two, two and a half pound axe. So okay. it's. Audio. So yeah, it's, it's probably about a foot forearm. long. Yeah. yeah, it's about the size of my forearm. You are for Joe Iron. Yeah, <laughs> a, reg- a regular size forearm. Yeah, nice. a human forearm. No, it's short than Murphy's tail. <laughs> but, um... these, these are all universal units of measure. So yeah, everyone exactly. knows what we're talking about. Is it a size yeah. of Murphy's tail? Or... Yeah, and based on Junie Genius's uh, measuring, how many kiddie pools? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. That's what I've been up to. Fantastic. Uh, Subject-wise, uh, what's Red been up to? Have we done Red? Oh shit! Yeah, we. Have we... 
We, we did red, red right at the beginning. Yeah. We did a lot yes. of red. Red was first. Shakes out. Oh, I've got no short-term memory. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but mine's fucked at the moment as well. It's like you're confusing me. Who's shiny? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Kenny? <laughs> so, uh, show yeah. topic. Al, give us give us that yes. topic, that wonderful topic you came up with. So, um, I think we've talked about kind of uh, big builds and big projects in the past, and kind of what you know what we have our sights set on in terms of um, goals that are measurable but i thought because we're all together um, and we're all kind of in this snowballing community i thought it'd be really cool if we talk about the bigger picture so like why are we doing this what's the purpose do we see anything you know at the end of this is there a light at the end of the tunnel or are we, are we just continually trying to get something bigger and bigger and bigger um and i think we'll all probably have slightly different stories to tell of why we're doing this um but i'd love to know especially from you guys um what you see the big picture of why why we're making why we're putting so much heart and soul and, and energy and time into into this little endeavor of ours oh that's such a question <laughs> i want to you know what to be honest i i kind of want to hear ellen start it off because you're you just moved into a house a new house you're going to school you know you're putting these videos together which you know it seems like you're going in 15 different directions and and everybody's got their own lives that are keeping us busy but ellen what's do you have any sense of what you'd like to do kind of full time or what the plan is i have no plan (laughs) but i'm quite enjoying that actually i've always had a plan and and now i don't and for now that's the plan (laughs) to just see what happens and see where it takes me oh nice good for you but yeah so in terms of you always having a plan, uh, what 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 do you mean by that? Like, were you on a like a certain path for a long time, or yeah, I why mean, did you suddenly veer off? To university after school, I did my bachelor's, I did my master's, I got a job at a consultancy, and then I went back for a PhD, and it's sort of this, you know, traditional yeah. path where the the next thing always seems obvious, um, and then it wasn't anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know what's what's next, and and that's quite nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm changing a lot of things in life and making new decisions. And now I actually uh, switched my contract to have one day a week off uh, besides the weekend. So nice. I'm, I'm changing things up a lot, but I don't know where it's going. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Red, let, you know what? Let's just try and do this in a similar order than when we did the intro or whatever. But Red, what about you? You know, between the family and... and job stuff and you've been mentioning some possible big changes with location yeah I did, what what i didn't say just just um as a um, very very um how do you say that uh, familiar taste if i can say that it, it 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 talks to me in a particular way because uh all my life i've been just like Ellen with uh with the past uh very obvious um Pass ahead of me, in front of me. Uh, my future was written by myself uh, when I, I became a student, and I got my license, my master, my PhD. I became a teacher, and was it was all natural. I went to Japan, worked in Japan, and it was everything was the way I wanted it to be, and and it changed uh, very quickly when. What happened in Japan happened, and I had to come back to come back to France, and and my my life changed uh, uh, suddenly. So 
the plan now is to have uh, no plan, uh, I guess, and, and to go uh, one day at a time and, and enjoy the ride. Uh, that, that, that's the plan. When I came up with this uh, topic, I, I was thinking about a few stuff, like um, big picture can, can, can take uh, many meanings uh, for me, at least. Why are we doing that? Um, when, when I hear the question, why are we doing that, I hear two things. Why are we making and why are we making videos? And the first, the first answer is pretty obvious to me because um, all, all my adult life I've been working as a teacher. I've been using my head um, to work and not my hands. And I've been making stuff for years and years. And one day I had to uh, leave the house, leave my tool to become a student and learn Japanese and all that stuff. And when I was uh, finally settled, uh, in my house with my wife, my kid, and, and I had free time, I was able to buy new tools and to make stuff again. So for me, making stuff was a real need for my um, sanity, for my head to be, mm -hmm. to be, I don't know how to say that, just to be, to be in peace with myself. Um, that was a real, real need to make stuff. And um, why I do make videos? Why do I share my work? Uh, well, a lot of makers inspired me on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, and um, if I can, by with one video, uh, by sharing my work, inspire people to make stuff. I'm. Um, I'm I'm good with that. That that's my that's not that's not the the goal is not to make stuff for a living. The but it is indeed. But as as a way to live, it's yeah. a. I don't know. I don't know if I I, I I'm clear clear enough. If everybody understands what I want to say, but making is not my job. I don't really want it to be my job because. It will never be my job, I guess. Um, dreaming of being a full-time maker would be nice if I could get uh, people to pay for my stuff in my country. And it's not going to happen because France, you know? <laughs> because France. <laughs> you realize that Mike Laffey is going to now start saying instead of because, because reasons. France. It's just gonna go because France. Yeah, France. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people don't don't buy unmade um, uh, stuff anymore. They they don't go to. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, people gonna hear this uh, and and maybe say that I'm 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 not uh, I'm I'm not telling the truth or it's it's. But for me, I go to craft fairs. I go to to stores, I go and, and, and listen to people who make stuff for a living and, and clients are not that many these days. People around here prefer to go to IKEA and buy cheap stuff and replace this cheap stuff in one year time, two year, two year time uh, because they want to change the 
decoration of their house, and which is fine. But when you uh, invest money in in a handmade uh, piece of furniture, that's not the same price. So you can't just throw that throw it away in two years or three years. It's um, something you buy for a lifetime, and a lot of people. Uh, who make stuff for a living have a hard time to find clients willing to pay uh, the right price for an item. So, being being a, a maker uh, in my country is very difficult. Uh, knife makers will say so, uh, blacksmiths will say so, cabinet maker will say so. Um, so it's very difficult. So for me, making stuff will never be a, a, a way to support my family and put uh, food on the table. I know that. It, it's a dream. It would be nice. I would freaking love it. But I know it's not going to happen. So why am I, am I uh, doing videos? Inspire people. Uh, show people that it, you don't have to be a blacksmith. You don't have to be a cabinet maker. You don't have to be... a uh, a professional leather worker to make stuff and not only stuff that you need but stuff that you want to own. Uh, my policy in life was um, and has always been if you want something make it. If you can't make it buy it. Uh, problem is that the things I want I can't buy them. Um, I can't I, I couldn't find a store around here. I can buy a Viking sword or a Viking shield or, <laughs> a, or, crossbow. or a crossbow <laughs> or uh, Assassin's Creed bracer. So I have to make it myself. So that's why I make stuff. And and finally, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a li little bit long, but I have Red a kid. Red. <laughs> okay, so I have a kid. He's four years old. And the other day we were... Um, Talking about something, I don't remember what it was. It was maybe a, um, a TV show or something. And he wanted this toy. Um, and instead of um, asking me to buy this stuff, he asked me to. No, <laughs> let me try that again. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck me. So he wanted this toy from a, a TV show. I don't remember the TV show. I uh, don't remember the toy he wanted. But instead of um, asking me to buy this stuff, this toy, he asked me to make this toy. And for me, as a dad and as a maker, um, it took uh, a very special meaning. He's only four years old, yeah. but he understands the difference between buying something from a store and making something with your hands. Um, I made him a, a wooden sword a few weeks ago and, and he really loved it and, and he's playing with it almost every day and for me that's the biggest um, victory as a maker, as dad, because uh, he likes the sword because he can kill imaginary dragons with it <laughs> and that's, that's freaking awesome. Um, but but I know because he told me he likes the sword because I made him this sword, and yeah. that's that's what's important for me. That's what um, makes um, the whole uh, making stuff uh, thing uh, uh, so uh, important to me. When when Brett uh, talks to me about the map I made him, that that's that's more than I could hope. Uh, um, yeah, that 
inspire people, make people uh, stuff that they can't buy or find or, or stuff like that. But uh, the time, the love, the techniques, techniques and material are not that important. It can be done with anything, but the yeah, the passion, time, and and the love you put into items for other people. Uh, that's what's important to me. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. And I look. I'm gonna jump in just because I know my outward-facing perception. I can be a big goofball on my channel and everything, but I'm not necessarily the most emotionally driven guy in the world but (laughs) there is a reason that somebody just brought it up with me the other day that almost half of my videos are making something for somebody else and there's a reason because I think at least from my perspective if there's anything that I can try and add to the good vibrary of the world or the people that I've surrounded myself with, it's being able to say thank you in a way that nobody else can. And so in a way it's a bit selfish, but I want to be able to do that in legitimately a way that no one else has either done before or would do. Take the time to, to learn enough about the person to go, you know, they would never ask this of me or they would never they would never go wanting for this thing, you know, buy it online or whatever. And then you create that and put it in somebody's life and make it real for them. You know, making a goofy axe for Jess, it's because this little crew that we've put together here, it happened to be the thing that I thought of object-wise, but it's just an object. It's not what you think. And... Red, the map that you gave me, Ellen makes the hat for Al, you know, there's there's this cyclical nature. Steve, you know, helped me make my first little blacksmith's knife and, and taught me some process on it. There's the sharing of, of ideas, but also the, the passion that goes along with whatever that object happens to be at the end of it creates such a good emotional vibe within this community that will only spread outwards, right? So if I'm doing goofy videos talking to plastic skulls, that could be your perception, but at the end of the day, the reason I make a draw knife for Tracy is because I learned more in three days with him last year about woodworking and the passion that he had for it that I just wanted to be able to say thanks to somebody who I feel like changed my my quality and, and the way that I approach building things because I think he deserved a thank you. And no one's ever made him a draw knife before, so. Anyway, sorry, little rant on the top awesome. of the <laughs> No, these are some awesome rants going on, I love it. Can I lower the tone entirely? Have to Bring us down to your level. After two really beautiful sentiments. Um, yeah, um, I, the reason I want to do it is because um, I just want to dick around. Like, there was... <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember, Steve, you might recall this, but um, in the era of like Jackass, um, there was also those Welsh guys, I don't know if you remember, on Channel 4. Dirty um, Sanchez. Dirty yes. Sanchez, yeah. There was also a Scottish uh, group of people, and I can't remember what they were called, but they were. imagine how terrible it was. <laughs> <laughs> Did it, it have was, Neil in it? 
it was it was it pretty much it, it probably did actually it was probably his first videos um and it was like it was just horrifically bad it was really embarrassing but like in a funny way you know there, there yeah. was no none of it was particularly dangerous it was just like that thing where you put a pencil between your fingers and you smash it on the table and you snap the pencil <laughs> oh shit yeah i remember this now um but the the tagline the tagline for their television show was world famous for dicking around yeah and that always stuck with me since I was a kid. I was like, one day I want to be world famous for dicking around. And like, I'm, I'm not talented enough to be like a musician or a sports star or anything like that. Like, I'm, I'm never going to have one specific skill that's going to get me to um, a place where it can support me. But I, I do have a skill, and that is fucking around. <laughs> um, whether it's like entertaining my friends or you know making people laugh or being inappropriate, um, it is a skill that I've got. And it's it's um it's always been something that like i thought you know can i bring this into every day at work and it's like no because it makes people uncomfortable um can i do it in in this environment no because you have to be professional you know you can't fuck around when you're you're a short order cook you can't fuck around when you're working in a michelin star restaurant you know it's not going to happen um so my kind of bigger picture is that i want to i want to be a jester but in a way that's kind of inspiring at the same time so there's always like an undertone of something um the more time I spend with you guys um, and the more time I spend with people like Soph who have a real kind of passion for inspiring, thinking about the next generation, um, read what you said about your son just basically like is the 100% the reason why like I want to I want to keep making things and I want to keep showing people making things because I totally feel exactly what you're saying Red, there's this there's been a, a shift in society where nobody gives a shit about things which are made anymore Um Everybody seems to bum Steve Jobs, but I think he's the worst thing that's happened to society. Steve Jobs and Apple basically made consumer electronics disposable. Yeah. And from that, cars were then disposable. You know, everything became, oh, I just want I just want this every year. You know, now you see car adverts and basically they're literally telling you to like change your car every year as if it's like a fucking fashion accessory. Um, and what it means is that like everything's on finance, everything's kind of borrowed, everything's in debt. Um, so Red, to your point about Yes, it costs money to, to make a piece of furniture um, and that's handmade, but it'll last generations. If you're going to have to go to Ikea every two years to buy something, you know, you're just, you're just keeping this perpetual ball of crap going. Um, and if I can do that in a stupid way, um, if I can help even in the slightest to make people understand that stuff made by hand, stuff made for other people, stuff made for your friends, um, stuff made for people who live nearby you you know like oh yeah this is the guy in the village who made this and like go and see him go and see his house and steve you can build things for people (laughs) in the village and it's like you know there's iron work all over the place and it's like that that's yeah that's steve he owns the forge the local forge um yeah so this my big picture is is my sort of um terrible attempt to, to to be a part of this and to get people back into appreciating things that are made by humans that's really good, man. I, just. again, kind of want to follow on for what you were just saying about um, making stuff locally, and that's something I've found uh, since I've started, that I've had really nice support from our little village here. Um, <laughs> the people that are in the hotel have got me to recover their chairs for them. There's a bistro in the restaurant that want me to do some carved uh, menu covers for them and things like that, and I just feel like I've had a really nice support network just from these people I sort of nod and smile to yeah. in the village, <laughs> and that's just something that is really lovely. And again, links into part of the reason I feel like this is something I want to do. I want that nice, cozy village 
life. I want to be able to work a couple of days a week, do some gigs, <laughs> carve a bit of leather for people that I know the names of that live in like walking distance of our house. And yeah, I just want that easy, quiet, creative, <laughs> peace of mind life with Murphy. Maybe Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve's optional. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as Murphy's there, I'm quite happy. But yeah, I just want the slow pace of life and it feels like this alongside the music is something that I feel passionate enough about to make it happen and for the first time ever it feels like that is possible and for my sanity and peace of mind and anxiety that is something really special for me that over the like last year has only just started developing yeah 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 no and to kind of again go on from that one uh for me i i know a lot of the guys in in here uh in the uh facebook chat and things like that and and people that i've spoken to on a regular basis kind of know that for me i i worked in or i have worked in it for the last 12 years nearly um and i spent a long time chasing i don't want to say chasing money i I basically ended up in the the job through the fact that I needed a job and I was offered it and it was all right money. It's like, yeah, I'll go for that. It's only a three-month contract. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I went into that and, and, and I worked at it for a bit and then I... The more I did it, the, the easier I found it and all of a sudden I got used to having... a a semi-decent paycheck because this is back when a lot of my friends were still either at uni or had just come out of uni and had no money and no prospects sort of thing um, and a lot of it boils down to the fact that my dad um, always encouraged me to go into something like that that was stable you know he he ended up being 50 years old um, living in rented accommodation and, and not having no pension or anything like that and massively worrying and stressing out about what he was going to be doing um, when he got old enough that he could no longer work on the farm um, to the to the point where it, it became a real thing that he, he just didn't know what was going to happen and he didn't want that to have, have to happen for any of his kids um, and because I had this ability to work in IT he, um, he really encouraged it because in his head it was a stable career that was going to be well paid it was going to give me all the opportunities as it were that he didn't have and uh, and yeah and I kind of I did that and then um, I ended up buying a house um, I worked five days a week um, in IT I worked every weekend either behind a bar or later on the door um, I picked up other work at the weekends as well just to make ends meet so I could yeah I could pay for the mortgage and I could do that I spent um, I think there was six months where I was working uh, seven days a week for um, three weeks of every month so I'd have like one day off a month basically and that that day I just slept and um, and yeah and I carried on like that for ages and then when things got a little bit easier I dropped some of the extra work and I was still working five days a week and then still on the door and then eventually I gave up the door work and uh, and then all of a sudden I 
I realised I was still really, really unhappy, and I just I hated what my life had become um, because I didn't want to work in an office. I didn't want to do something that was. I don't want to say boring because the <laughs> some of the IT stuff that I've done has been really interesting, um, but it, it just wasn't where my passion was, and I I didn't like being in office. I didn't like office politics of of you know having to put up with people that would having to put up with people. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, like I, I, I like working with someone that, if they're acting like a dickhead, I can say, "You're acting like a dickhead," and they'll go, "Yeah, yeah, I am," and that's it. And you know, it, you carry on. Like I, I, I do don't say like that. Working with people that, um, that instantly get defensive, that that don't pull their weight, that if you know, if if I see. Um, if I'm working with Joe, for example, and I see that he's struggling, I'll jump over and I'll do what I can to help. And I know that he'll do the same for me. Whereas um, I've worked with people in offices where they've seen that I've got like three quarters of the way through a, a, a ticket, you know, solving an issue, but I've had to stop to go do something else. And they'll swoop in and just do the last little bit so that they can claim that they've done that ticket. And little things like that. And I just, I don't like that kind of um, that attitude and that atmosphere um, so anyway I, I ended up getting into doing a bit of blacksmithing and it, it started out as just a, a hobby a release um, the same way that a lot of people do the woodwork at the weekends you know it was just something to do something that was creative something that, that ended up with, with um, something physical and tactile at the end of the day um, rather than just a load of closed tickets sort of thing um, and and I went on from that, and I enjoyed it more and more and more. Um, I, know, I built my own forge. I did that, and you know, I started making some things for people in the village and sending bottle openers out to other blacksmiths and things like this. And then I ended up um, working for Alex. And the idea of working as a blacksmith was really, really appealing. Um, <laughs> and it did make me laugh that the amount of people that, when I said, oh, yeah, I'm starting to do blacksmithing, just turned around and went, yeah, you, you look like a blacksmith. You don't you don't look like you work in IT. <laughs> Great. So basically, you're saying I'm burly and dumb. Um, well, Thank but, you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I started doing that, and and I enjoyed it, and it was it was good fun. It wasn't um, it didn't completely change my world, but I really enjoyed it. I certainly a lot more than I was in IT. Um, and then I started teaching. Um, and at first, it was just assisting with uh, like the classes or going to one of the uh, festivals and just talking to people about what blacksmithing is, how it is still relevant, what we do, how they could try it out and do whatever. Um, and then going on to like now, where I'm I'm teaching classes completely on my own and and so on and so forth. And it's it's that bit of inspiration. And I know that's why some guys do videos because they want to inspire people and that's why I love teaching is because I can s instantly see um, someone click when they suddenly go oh shit I get it now <laughs> and, I, and I can see them come in and just be like oh yeah I'm just going to do a bit of blacksmithing it's going to be a, a fun thing that I'm going to do one day um, so when they leave going I'm going to make my own forge. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I know how to do this now, so that means that I can, I can do this other thing. And and watching that, 
like spark of inspiration become a raging inferno inside someone in the space of one day um and that's what i i love and that's why i i do want to carry on doing um more and more teaching and get more involved more involved with it um i want to do more um commission work and things like that as well um because a it's if i was teaching every day i know that eventually i get bored as well and i don't want to ever be in that position um but also because it will help with my teaching if i'm if i'm only ever working on the syllabus as it were so i'm just showing people the same thing over and over and over i'm never going to progress and if i don't progress i can't show other people how to progress um whereas if i'm doing different things every other day then it means that i i can show those people those things and i can give them better examples i can give them better techniques and so on and so forth um so yeah and, that, and that's kind of half the reason why i want to do the commissions um as well as obviously the the fact that it means i can then do that for a living and not have to work in it again um and i, I know red touched on a really good point when he said that he sees the two things as, as separate and there's why i make and then there's why i do the videos um and for me the videos are just a way of getting more and more involved with the the maker community at large i i was on instagram for years and i really loved the the community that was on instagram and then getting more involved with it through the youtube channels it's been great um but i see that the youtube stuff is more of a not quite how Al is just dicking about but but basically just dicking just having a bit of fun. are you <laughs> sure your entire last video was just a series of vintage well, jokes yeah. <laughs> serious steve strikes again <laughs> but but that's the thing is like i've i'll put out a few serious ones like the the axe drift and stuff like that but that's all that sort of stuff is eventually going to be moved over onto the the forge channel and my channel is going to stay more um putting a bit of my personality into it um in terms of doing stuff like making um a damascus um wooden knife like i'm, I'm going to be dicking around on it a lot more because that's what i enjoy about the community i enjoy that that banter and that bit of fun and yeah you know, i it even goes down into the podcast like giving laffy joel and izzy shit for being on maybe i've said too much and and stuff like that it, it's it's all fun and that's that's what i love about the community side of things and that's what the youtube stuff is for um is to get more involved in that and that's what the the podcast is for is the community um whereas the making is more kind of my mental health but yeah awesome so that was my rant over i've just put my head around it's i like it it's now. like rant, 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 rant robbie <laughs> i think that was like eight or nine minutes <laughs> Good. I'm just kidding I don't know if it was that much that was fantastic right. <laughs> Jess top that it, yeah Jess hasn't, Jess hasn't ranted <laughs> okay let me tell you how it is um, here's how it is yeah people a lot of people ask me like why I do what I do and why I make videos and um, the quick answer is that Ben made me and I never <laughs> wanted to in the first place <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's actually 100% true. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I, you know, I, I moved to Boston to help him and definitely never be on camera because if there's one thing I hate, it's 
being videotaped. And if there's two things I hate, it's speaking in front of people. So, hey. Um, <laughs> so now that I've been doing it for two, for three years, jeez, um, <laughs> I, I've discovered that, uh, so I, I'm totally in line with Al when he says that, like, you know, he's never going to have one thing that is just his thing. Like, I'm never going to be good at one thing. I also don't want to be because there are so many things that interest me. If I only focus, then I'll never get to do that. And, you know, it's like, I think we all understand that feeling. <laughs> Um, but uh, for me, it's about, first and foremost, because I'm a total narcissist, it's about how I figure out how to do things, because I'm a person who doesn't ever feel like I can do anything at all, no matter what. And um, so for me to try something new, and not only try something new, but show people that I'm trying something new, and that maybe it doesn't turn out perfect which is the worst thing to strive for but it's always what I have in my head um, so that's that's the personal aspect of it is that I'm always doing something new I've never done it before I'm doing it on camera which I don't know what to do with the camera like I, I didn't know how to edit a video until I edited <laughs> a video and put it out there I don't know any of these things and um, that's so that's my personal part of it but the bigger picture I guess, <clears throat> is that I have people who contact me and say, hey, I didn't know that I could do something, but I saw you do it, and I thought, I could do that. And that's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the point. If I can, then obviously you can. And if you want it to look better than what I did, then probably don't have so many emotional breakdowns in the meantime where <laughs> 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 I'm like in the corner and it doesn't fit um, <laughs> and that's basically why I do it now it's or at least why I keep doing it or keep trying new things is because I have people who feel the same way that I feel which is I can't do it or I probably can't or I don't know if I can but I don't want to try because I probably can't. So <laughs> um, it's, like it's, it's a very dangerous mental cycle. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that having people like me reach out to people like me and go, hey, I could do that too. And uh, it's not, you don't have to be a certain person. You don't have to be a certain size or shape. You just have to figure out how you would do it. And there's no wrong way as long as you keep all your fingers. <laughs> Plus, <laughs> plus, you're showing people that you don't have to be $10,000 worth of tools to make stuff, mm -hmm. which is a comment yeah. we often have. Mm -hmm. We often get from trolls, and, and most of the builds you do, Jess, are made with uh, only three basic tools, if I'm correct. Yeah, and, for the and most make, part. And yeah. Yeah, they're, they're the most affordable from the most common hardware store where I'm from and I mostly don't even use a work table um, partially because I like to sit on my work and uh, <laughs> we were the work just, is the table <laughs> everything's a table um, we were just having a conversation yesterday about uh, tools and you know like I don't have a bandsaw because we don't use bandsaws and um, we have a table saw but I rarely use a table saw and even though it's it's a great thing to have, and if you have the right setup, it saves you a lot of time. But 
I don't have an in-feed or out-feed table, and even if I did, like me carrying a four-foot by eight-foot sheet of three-quarter-inch plywood, it's like, like, I can do it, but it's not pretty. And I can't, like, getting that onto a table saw, if I'm the only one in the shop and there's no in-feed, out-feed, there's no way I'm doing that by myself because that's dumb. Uh, so I just now throw it on the ground. And um, before I was just cutting it with a straight edge, but now that, thank you, Mike, made that lovely track saw that I use all the time, I just throw that down on it and literally walk across the board with my circular saw and I'm ripping through full sheets of plywood and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no reason why people can't do this. There's literally no reason. If yeah. I can, you can. If it's an expense thing, track saws are cheaper than table saws. Yep. And yep. so useful. There you yeah, go. I think it's so interesting how we're all completely different, but we all sort of keep nodding along with each other like, yeah, I, I totally get that. <laughs> Because <laughs> there were several things said along the way that I that I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's such a good point. Um, one of them is the, um, um, like you can do this too, like you said, Jess. Like I, I found myself in this community now where I've been to sort of knitting fairs and and sort of craft fairs, and it's all you know, fifty year old white women that only make quilts which is fine, <laughs> but you know, I'm a complete idiot in that crowd. I know nothing, <laughs> um, but somehow I, I ended up in this space where there's woodworkers and metal workers and all sorts of people that actually watch me knit a hat, which is the most basic knitting project in the world perhaps. And, and it's like, oh my God, that's so interesting. And it looks doable. I, maybe I can try that. And that's just so much fun to, to just bring this diversity into the group. Uh, and another part of it is the, um, um, what Red said with people not valuing stuff anymore. And it's all just throw away. And and I don't know who mentioned it. Something, someone said something about, uh, it's just like it's a fashion accessory. Oh, that was you, Al. Al. Um, Al. But literally that case, people see a t-shirt for five euros in the store and they buy it. And you think, ah, it's just a t-shirt. And then it breaks after yeah. two times wearing it and they throw it out and yeah. no one even thinks about it. And it was made by some fucking kid in India that's getting paid nothing. Exactly. I mean, the cotton yeah. was grown, the, the sh fabric was made, and the shirt was sewn, and all those things. And it's so much work. And it wasn't my intention when I started making videos, but it is uh, a nice side effect now that I'm, I'm showing people how much work goes into making a jacket. Um, and I mean, that jacket for Laura, that just took a crazy amount of time. And I don't mind because I think it's it's fun to do and I enjoy the challenge. Um, but if just people look at that and next time they want to buy a jacket for 15 euros, they think, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? You know, that's a lot of work. And should I just buy it and throw it away? Or should I be more more focused on quality and, and where it comes from? I mean, that's, that's, that's an important thing to me. And I think the, the videos are a great way of doing it. We were talking about the bomber jacket earlier today. Yeah, with Ben, with my brother. We were, we were, we were loving on you a little bit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, seriously, like, I mean, I, I said it before, but 
sewing is such an amazing thing and I've I've heard both Brett and Al talk about sewing machines about it's like they just move so fast <laughs> and they do and it's so funny because after you know after using a table saw it's like oh a sewing machine and you sit down at it and you put your foot on the pedal and it just starts going boom and it it's just there's something so amazing about someone who can sew really well there there's just so much detail and I have massive amounts of respect for you for for creating the things that you do and um also i just wanted to say real quick because we're all here uh watching the video that you put out this morning i mean i i taught myself how to knit and it was insane because i'm like i don't get it um but watching your step-by-step directions and i was even telling brett like the thing about knitting is you have to be doing it while someone's showing you otherwise it just doesn't make sense and like i could totally see I'm watching you. I'm seeing all the little step by steps and hearing it. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. The, the benefit of YouTube. I mean, I learned from a book, and you should have seen the first, oh. like, horrors that I made. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. I mean, I would think, okay, I'm gonna make a washcloth, and I add on, uh, cast on 20 stitches, and somehow I end up with 32. And like, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> It's like, how is it a triangle? Yeah. I don't even understand. I made so what many triangles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like trying to learn origami from a book. Ugh. Yeah, but it's I mean, terrible. knitting and sewing, like everything else, it's a skill that you can learn and you just need someone to, to show you how to do it. And yeah, I'm happy to be able to do that for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what it's all about, right? It's, you know. We all have our different approaches and stuff, but I think we all agree that we do want to add something, whether it's entertainment or, or education or, you know, it's impossible to think that all of us are going to become financially successful enough to do this full time with our lives, but we've done the impossible before and that makes us mighty. <laughs> uh, right. Should we go into um, the thing? The thing. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it gets worse every time. <laughs> uh, so we're going to do a quick fire spiffing round. Which say it, Al say it properly. has named. <laughs> say it properly. Yeah, say it. Al. Speed thing. There we go. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt to say that. Cool. Uh, we're going to start with Brett. Yeah. Spiffing is Ellen. Go watch Crafts with Ellen. Also, segue. Next, Speed thing. Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, Chris. Cat hands dirty. Her yes. tongue oh, drum video is amazing. Go check it out. Yep. Well done. Uh, mine is Cutworks. Cut underscore W E R X, and he made the Gary go round. If you don't know what that is, <laughs> you're lame. Go look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel Tuggles making a wood coming carving knife. Oh, what's again? Making a wood coming. Ah. <laughs> Marcel Tuggles making a wood carving knife start to finish. Boom. Nice. Mm. 
Nice. Mine is Swift Hammer Leather on Instagram. He was completely the inspiration for me starting to do anything. Yeah. Uh, Frank Howarth making the World Cup football. Go and see it. Nice. Uh, and mine is going to be Jeff Fedder, uh, just because I was, I've been listening to him on a couple of podcasts recently, and he's fucking brilliant. Cool. Uh, that's that's us done. Spinished. Spinished. Right. See you later, guys. Bye. 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 B